Welcome to Mall Talk. I'm Paige Weldon. I'm Emily Faye. Let's talk about the mall. Emily, did you go to the mall this week? I did. I went to the Americana again. Actually, I mostly went to the Galleria. Okay. Um, So let's get that straight. Okay. Why did I go again? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So I had this crop top from Uniqlo. I remember hearing about this. And then I decided to exchange the crop top for a different color crop top. So I did that thing again where I returned that, then bought two to go try on at Madewell. <laughs> where the dressing Since rooms are open. Uniqlo's dressing rooms are still closed. So, And then I went to Aerie because I really need new underwear. But they they didn't have that much. Oh, I didn't really look at the underwear when I was there. They were Spoiler really alert. low. So I was like, I'd be better off just doing this online. Yeah. So I walked all the way over to that end, didn't buy anything. Then I walked over to Madewell to try on my Uniqlo clothes (laughs) in their dressing room. (laughs) And I saw what you mean with the sales section. It's gotten even smaller than when I was there earlier the week you went. It's one sad rack. It's really tiny. Um, It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Tried on my shirts. Then I had decided that I was going to buy myself my fancy candle that I like. Because I just finished my Target candle, so I'm like, I have no candles. I'm going to (laughs) splurge. And I didn't even know how much I was going to splurge, because here's the thing. I went into Nordstrom. The way your voice is like, you're like about to say something crazy. (laughs) I am. I am about to say something crazy. I was going to get Boy Smells Petal. That's my go-to. And they didn't have Petal. (laughs) They had like everything but and petal is one of their core scents (laughs) i was shocked i was surprised i couldn't believe it Uh uh-huh but i was like you know what i'm not leaving here without a candle i just really had it in my head petal 32 dollars it's an expensive candle but it's 32 dollars it's not like diptyque or anything (laughs) and then all of their other scents that i liked that they had in stock were there $39 candles? <laughs> wow, Emily, it sounds like it was really hard on you. So <laughs> I ended up spending 43 something cents mm-hmm. on a fucking candle. And it smells really good. Um, okay. I was like, dude, I am on the edge of my goddamn seat. Holy I've cow. Been, I've been curious about the Casey Musgraves Boy Smells candle slow burn for a very long time. Mm. Everyone says it's great. It's an it's in a moody little glass holder ombre. Of course. Candles, <laughs> sort of a mauvey pink situation. And I was like, always curious about it. I smelled it. I was like, shit, it is really good. Mm-hmm. So I bought it. I bought the fucking $40 Casey Musgraves you, candle. Emily. Come on. Um, <laughs> I still think I prefer Petal, to be honest. Right, um, but this will get you through. Next time I will be buying Petal. Okay, but let Petal know. Yeah, so I bought this really expensive candle, then went to Uniqlo to return this $10 <laughs> tank top. And back. <laughs> and so now I have the crop top in white. And I still might return it. <laughs> I still might. I still could. I also had my gap dress that I bought last time with me this entire time, just in case I decided to return it. Yes. 
Like I don't I want it. Yeah. I do want it. But okay. I was like, just in case I get struck by the need to return it. And I didn't. I still have it. Okay. It's, I like it. I like it. It was sweating and, bullets um, in your bag. Like, fuck, I hope I don't get oh, returned. Yeah. Did I buy a snack this time? <laughs> no. I thought about buying Lolly and Pops, but I didn't. Okay. I like really thought about it, but then I think I spent too much time in the Galleria maybe and I did hit that thing where I was like, I got to get out of here. I need the sunlight. Yeah. I really need to leave. Mm -hmm. So I did. Okay. With with my candle in hand (laughs) and that was it. Okay. It was mostly about, it was mostly about the candle. Um, Did you go to the mall this week? All right, listen, uh, I went twice. I went to the mall twice. I'm wow. officially fully vaccinated. And so I, I talked about on the Patreon, once again, a reason to join the Patreon. I talked in depth about my return to the Glendale Galleria where I had not been in <laughs> however many months we're at now. And it felt incredible. Uh, first visit, I was just getting my bearings, just getting back into it. And I did then go back, although on my second visit, I just went to the Americana. So Mm. the first visit was primarily just walk around. I was also like you were talking about last week. I just felt the desire to truly just shop and buy things, spend money on physical items. It's not like I haven't bought things this past (laughs) year, but for some reason it was like, wait, I haven't bought anything. Probably I should probably buy whatever (laughs) I see. So I did spend uh, um, an embarrassing amount of money at Aerie. Um, I I spent a while trying things on in there and then I tired myself out. So I didn't buy any other clothes. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, you know, walked around. I eventually wound up back at Target where I bought a few things. I tried on some of the Target optical glasses Wow. Okay. None of them did that? it for me. Um, it's you know, if have you tried on any type of like sunglasses or have you done any of that during the pandemic? Um, I mean, in Madewell and stuff, and then they have like a little bin the little that you box drop it in. that you have to yeah. put them in. I start. To I don't feel, trust that most people do that I, though. I don't trust that, but also I start to feel really self conscious about how many pairs of glasses yes. I've put in the bin, and so I end up just probably not really trying on the ones I would have even wanted. So. I left um, and then I, uh, I, w- I went back again um, and I just walked around the Americana. This was last night. Uh, it was like kind of late and it was kind of lovely walking around as like like stuff was what starting to brought you there. Well, so I had like, you know, when you're like, I have one kind of errand and it's going to give me my excuse to just walk around So I actually, so I've been wanting new glasses and I actually ordered some from, from Warby Parker that I'm, I'm doing a very similar thing where I'm, I'm keeping them, but I'm, I'm probably going to return them. I'm not sure how I feel. (laughs) And I had them with me like, oh, I'm going to have them adjust them because they're always like too tight when you order them online. And it turned out Warby Parker was closed. So I was like, shit. But then I just walked around and I went into primarily I spent my time in home goods and in Ross, if you can believe it. <laughs> I am surprised by the Ross thing. I was just so I felt like I was over there and I was looking for I was kind of looking for um like a kind of like a plant stand for the balcony I had in the back of my mind and I didn't find what I wanted at home goods. So I was like maybe I'm going to go to Ross. And when I went over to Ross, so this is all like on the opposite side of the mall. Oh my God. It was chaos over there. There is a place called Vegas seafood buffet that is 
packed to the gills right now. It is. I literally was like, is there a high school dance happening? There's so many people outside, like bustling. So that was disturbing. And, and then I, we thought buffets wouldn't make it. Look at them thriving. They are making it. And also, Look I really, that. not only a seafood buffet, but a seafood buffet that people go in knowing they are right below a Ross. And when you go into that Ross, you know you're <laughs> right above some seafood. It's just a I weird. I mean, the beautiful thing is that if everyone going in, like if a bunch of people are vaccinated, people aren't going to get sick from COVID. They're going to get sick from the shrimp. <laughs> Maybe both. Uh, Hard to say what was going on. Um, I didn't get anything at Ross, but I did see the weirdest thing I've ever seen for sale at Ross, which is the last thing I want to say before we bring in our guest. Um, This is a so I saw it sort of in the like, I don't even know what section of Ross I found myself in, but there were like general just kind of signs that said things like, you know, family or whatever. And then resting near those was this. it's wooden and it's probably about two feet tall. It looks like a, a price tag and it says on it football noun first definition best game in the world. Second definition an excuse to gather for nachos wings and burgers. Then it says see also the reason I'm not available from August through January, just showing that to you, even though I sent it to you before, just so you have a reminder. <laughs> um, I don't know who this is for. When you sent it to me, I thought it was like six inches. No, quite large, quite large. <laughs> like you might want to, you might want to like, you're going to extra secure it if you're attaching it to a wall. You need like, <laughs> you're going to need a screw. Yeah. You're going to need one of those like, um, you need to find a stud for that thing. Need a stud for sure. Be, be careful. Don't destroy your walls. You want your <laughs> deposit back. So that was my journey. I'm, I'm, I, I suspect we're going to be hearing much more of us at the mall, uh, now that we're both vaccinated. And frankly, I am so fucking excited. <laughs> I know. I've been just like gravitating towards it like old times. It feels amazing. And I'm glad that our intros won't be so strained anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw a shirt online. I saw a shirt online this week. That's mall related. All right. Let's introduce our guest. Emily, introduce our guest. <laughs> oh, I asked you to introduce him right as you started coughing. Should I do it? She's okay. crying. <laughs> She's so moved. She's oh. so moved. Wow, this is so meaningful for us. Sorry, sorry. Can you okay. introduce him. Okay, I'm going to introduce, and she hopefully by the through time it. Oh, isn't that today we are joined by Kevin Porter. Hi, Kevin. Hey, happy to be here. Thank you for oh having me. Oh my gosh, today. Kevin has uh, changed his background to a photo of Emily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Good. Wow. This is good. When was this, Emily? What this stage? Is, this is from when I when I um modeled for Big Bud Press and maybe like I don't know twenty maybe twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay, 20. so you were like in your twenties at the time. I mean, I'm still in my I'm still in my twenties. Okay. Okay. No, just confirm. Very just much sure. in my twenties. Great. Cool, cool, oh, cool. zoom it. Oh, that's Emily's commercial headshot. Oh yeah. Guess how, guess how many commercials that got me. Uh, one, two, no zero commercials, Ooh, negative commercials. I shot. Too In fact, high. commercial agent dropped me, so negative commercials. Oh no, um. negative commercials. If you get cast in one, they have to cast you out legally. 
I'm like, stop showing up at the casting office. Please. Even if you printed out your headshots like it's the 90s, you know? Please. All four of them. And then I I put them in a little book. Mm -hmm. One of those photo books that people get like for family vacation. Wouldn't that be cool like if instead of getting Christmas cards or something for all your friends and family, you sent them coffee table books of just your headshots <laughs> or shoots that you did modeling this or do something with Kim New Money and get you know a couple spreads on that. That would rule. And you're like, if I give you a card, you're going to eventually just put it in a box. I want this to stay out. Yeah. And this I, is how I guarantee. You're talking to your friend and they're like, every year Christmas, right? It's so expensive. I feel like every year I go like $10,000 into Today. I have to be <laughs> right? the centerpiece of all my loved ones' coffee tables. How is everyone else affording this? This right? is We're wild. All going thousands and thousands of dollars what? in debt. No. Every Christmas? What are you talking about? <laughs> Printing out photo books and doing expensive photo shoots for our friends. <laughs> But then the problem is everyone else is going to do it. And then what's special about you doing it? No, you can't come <laughs> on to the next. People about then that. you have to make it like one of those art books that has like the textured cover and then just a little square that's shiny and mm. like that's the picture and like thick off white pages. Oh, I love that. That sounds maybe something awesome. from Things Remembered. Maybe something engraved. One of mm-hmm. those one of those um, hologram glass things, but it has you in it. Something That's to beautiful consider. Too. Yeah, no. This sounds like a company you would do a mid-roll ad for on this podcast, where it's like, "Hey, glass blower square guys, do this and use code Maltalk, and you'll get ten percent off." No, we're you know not would sponsored. Be funny, would to do one of those like little hologram things, but it's like a caricature. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome too. It's like a really unflattering like boardwalk theme park caricature. Boardwalk you, caricatures. Like, uh, many of our first experiences with like people who bully for a living, essentially. Yeah. And we've experienced it in many other forms as our lives go on. I feel like that's how probably a lot of dads have realized like that their hairline is going to shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a moment for sure. Yeah. It's looking <laughs> for into the everyone. Now, now, Paige, I said this to Emily in a text, but um, I know Griffin Newman currently has the record for longest podcast episode. <laughs> How long was his? Like 215, 220? What was it? It was two, approximately was there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. We're going to break think- that. We're going to double that tonight at least. <laughs> I think before that, our longest was with, with Bridger Weiniger for our Mrs. Fields episode. Oh. Um, so I don't know if he's heard. I don't hope he's not heartbroken to learn that there was a longer episode than his. <laughs> and then he'll be double heartbroken after this. So. Those two guys I'm in, yeah, quite a bit of rivalry with. Uh, <laughs> Griffin Newman, who I, I think records podcasts as long as the duration by which he's late to the recording of said <laughs> podcast. <laughs> At least in my experience. Damn. No. We love Griffin. No. We love him. Shout out to he all the He was plankies. on time for Mall Talk, if anybody's right. wondering. Um, I think I don't totally remember, but I don't remember a lateness. Um. And just so we're clear, this is, I didn't read the synopsis. This is a podcast about the movie Scenes from a Mall starring Woody Allen and Bette Midler. I assume that's what this is. Y'all just go like minute by minute. Like, you know, they, they no, do like heat No, this is about the, um, the plot line on How I Met Your Mother where Robin was a singer who said, um, what was her song? Let's Go to the Mall. So that's actually what the podcast is about. Oh, nice. Oh, How I Met Your <laughs> Mother is so funny. We actually took a cue from you and your Gilmore, your, you know, Gilmore Girls podcast. And we were like, what if we had a How I Met Your Mother never, podcast? Never I actually bring it. up Gilmore Girls a lot because <laughs> of the um 
the Burbank Town Center moments that happen. In oh, Gilmore sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very recognizable locale. It feels yeah. like we're like six months away from Neil Patrick Harris doing the How I Watched Your Mother Again, the recap podcast <laughs> where I watch every episode of How I Met Your Mother. Especially there guests. will definitely be a podcast accompaniment to How I Met Your Father. Uh-huh. You can't have a TV show nowadays without an accompaniment. No. It's so funny how that got built out now. Like I remember yeah. it when they came out with that for Chernobyl two years ago. It's like, <laughs> listen to the Chernobyl podcast and Craig Mazin <laughs> will explain why he did everything. Let Felt us consume wrong. Your time double what we normally would. Yeah, it's gonna get <laughs> you worse know how the whole point of the show is that it kind of explains what's happening, mm-hmm. and you know what's happening <laughs> in the show based on watching the show. What if that weren't the case? I love. What that. if you needed four hours of supplemental material? Well, I feel like in a way those podcasts now are what DVD extras were when I was a kid, and you would buy like the two disc yeah. DVD. <laughs> And there'd be like four audio commentary tracks and a two hour long making of doc. Now all that kind of just gets put on like podcast stuff. It's like interviews with Marin or whatever, instead of like an actual, an actual like physical release. Y'all are too yeah. young to remember the beauty no. of physical releases. Well, but, thank you for saying that, but that's not true. I, uh, <laughs> not true at all. I vividly 26. recall the, the, the menu. <laughs> Well, famously, I'm very good at uh, guessing the ages of people who host this podcast. So uh, (laughs) I I think I'm in great shape right now. (laughs) I'm going to bring us back to malls. Um, Please. Sorry, we strayed so far. It's okay. It's about that's what what it's about. Do you remember the last time you were at a mall? I do remember the last time I was returning a pair of sneakers that I bought from the Adidas website. That did not fit. So I went to the mm. Adidas store at the Were they Santa. too big or too small? They were, they were a titch too big, just a little bit too big. Mm. And so I took them back to the Adidas store at the Santa Anita Mall in Arcadia. Oh, okay. Have you been what there? Were you doing heard out of there? it? What's that? Heard We've of it? Heard of it, but we haven't been. What? But what were you doing out there? Y'all, y'all are gonna enjoy this mall that we're all gonna go to. <laughs> are we? Where, where are you in your vaccine journey, Emily? I'm full, full vaxxed tomorrow. Full va- tomorrow. Congratulations. That's yeah. so exciting. So you're, this is immunity E for Emily right now. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I've been acting like I'm immune for the past two weeks. But... <laughs> I know everyone got a little lags at the same time, but the, the Santa Anita mall is interesting. It's next to a horse racetrack where there's been, Dozens of horse fatalities over the last few years. Like it is like luck. It is like that HBO show where David Milch like shot nineteen horses in the head on accident or whatever he did. So there's on accident. Yeah, or whatever. It was in the middle of shooting. Y'all remember that show Luck, right? It was Dustin I Hoffman. Don't. And I don't. It lasted for like four episodes because they kept killing horses on accident for real. They like while filming. It was very sad. And so they're like, we Wait, can't. Do I remember this? This was maybe like 2012, maybe. 2013. Okay. So it was okay. a while so, ago. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Santa, <laughs> Santa Anita Mall's next to that. They got a they got an AMC inside, so I've seen many a film there. Uh, but also, because it's in the San Gabriel Valley, there's a lot of good Asian food in there, and Asian-like specialty food, and they have a couple of food courts, and there's a lot of good Asian stuff there, so I'd really Two recommend Two food it. courts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, there. <laughs> they got a they got a uh, Din Tai Fung in there. It's not just the one in Glendale in Los Angeles yeah. County. There's one also wow. at the Santa Anita Mall. So I'd recommend it. 
Oh man, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was your uh, return a success? Did you exchange? What what went down? No, it, I mean, I, it was a success in that I returned it, but then I found the correct shoe size on eBay, which <gasps> made pain a little bit over the actual you must have really wanted these shoes well they were the stan smith kermit edition shoes and <laughs> oh yeah i saw those it, i i did i did kind of think about getting a pair of those i mean they were all sold out and i didn't they're comfy i like them <laughs> it was worth it i won't regret having paid 20 dollars more or whatever it was i'm not wearing them now but i will be pretty soon yeah, i mean but they are so Ker- wide and kermit pristine in a way rocks. yeah kermit rules we stand kermit <laughs> Although we can talk, we can be honest about new Kermit now, right? And our feelings about him. Like What's new the, Kermit? Like that new ABC show and stuff? Well, there was that, yeah, a couple years back. But new Kermit in that the man who's been playing Kermit since Jim Henson died was fired in 2017 by the Hensons, by Brian Henson and all the, oh, yeah. the Henson hmm. state. A guy named Steve Whitmire, who's like the Kermit we all knew because that's what we grew up with. And the guy they got to replace him not so good. If you watch mm. a new clip, like a mm. recent clip of Kermit from the last two to three years, it's not good. He's like, hey, Kermit the Frog here. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's too low. It's like a man, it's like an old dad doing an impression of Kermit. But that's the official Kermit voice, so it's a little disappointing. Wow, that's not good. I bet they, I mean, sh- like, surely there's people out there in existence who could nail Kermit. Literally there's, everyone yes. has a Kermit impression, good or bad. <laughs> And they happen to pick the one Muppeteer with like the subpar Kermit. It's just <laughs> wild to me. So it's very sad. Although, although people's voices do change as they get older. Maybe the same is true of Kermit. So Maybe Kermit's you... finally entering frog pubescent, like the adolescent stage. Perhaps. He's finally be ready to, to marry Miss Piggy now that he's like gone through puberty they're mm. finally taking off their He's promise like, oh, i get it now yeah i understand <laughs> and isn't it interesting that emily equates maturity with marriage a heteronormative <laughs> institution mm. and construct yeah, for her you, that's the- you turn 13 uh-huh. you get your period you go with and then you get married at 14 <laughs> and then you i'm go following to high yes you sound like that's a lot correct. of people i grew up with emily <laughs> <laughs> including my mom <laughs> But so, okay, the Santa Anita Mall, is that like a go-to mall for you? Do you go there a lot? It's a go-to mall just because it's the closest one that's like, um, well, it's, it's funny because living in Pasadena where I do, I'm pretty equidistant from the Americana slash Galleria in the Santa Anita. And the Santa mm-hmm. Anita with parking and whatnot is a little bit easier. It's a little less populous and more spread out. Yeah. Even though I probably prefer the Americana. You doing okay there, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> Don't acknowledge my yawning. I just came from work. <laughs> Cut that out. It's like, no, this is wait. This, this is a video podcast on the Patreon, right? You release these as videos? No, no. Well, why? We're burning good material here. I will say, for real, minutes before I got on, I did hang up my Jackson Maine poster behind me, oh, <laughs> so I could well, show we'll it off. We'll definitely do a screenshot at the end, oh, uh, where, where that will be visible. Thank I do hate God. to break it to you, but it's a little too far away to really see the poster. Oh, 
Oh, it's okay, Dexter. He's not a Jackson Maine fan. He doesn't enjoy his music. So. Your dog is so mad. Like, okay. I'm really jealous of what's going on right now. Does he hate beautiful, accomplished women or something? What's going on here? <laughs> no, but he, he, he loves women. He is a feminist, actually. And he, he, he kind of classifies himself as a human ally, for whatever that's worth. Mm. And that okay. includes feminists because he says women are the most human. That's what he says to me, actually. <laughs> but I will say, for real, he does police rowdiness. So if he thinks people are having... I've noticed Fun. this in groups. Yeah. yeah, if they're having, like, too good of a time and getting too loud, he'll start barking at them. Okay, this is actually incredibly relatable to me. There's, I hate when I see, like, a group of people and they're laughing. It's like, what are you fucking laughing about? But are you compelled to scream at them after that? No, I guess I just I just look. <laughs> you, you look at them and you go, stop having fun. <laughs> Although I will say something I, I forgot to say was I walked by obviously the Cheesecake Factory patio at the Americana and there were a lot of groups having a lot of fun and I actually felt a sick desire to do the same. I thought I oh would literally, I, I need someone to invite me to have fun on a cheesecake factory pa- patio soon. Uh, okay. <laughs> Emily, I'm inviting you to have fun on a cheesecake <laughs> factory patio. I would Let's love to. Let's do it to. because also it has, um, did you notice when you were there, Emily, it has grown into the area where normally the sprinkles seating is. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, because of Alfresco? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I guess Sprinkles was like, we we seed. You can have it. You know, it's I fine. Mean, it makes sense. It's like you really can sit anywhere and eat a cupcake. It's yeah. true. You it's can true. stand and eat a cupcake. You can't stand and eat the Louisiana chicken pasta. <laughs> or the skinny licious Chinese chicken salad. That's not a grab and go sort of situation. Or or a cheese pizza as no. the concierge. Or the vanilla bean of cheese. The American cake apartments slice. would yes. say. Now I think I could stand and eat a piece of cheesecake. I think I could do it. Sounds could, like a challenge yeah, for that. having fun on a cheesecake factory patio <laughs> next time we all hang out. <laughs> the server comes over like, what are you doing? There's Sit a down, please. Um on Colorado. Colorado Street here in Old Town, Pasadena, there's a cheesecake factory that for one summer was like a target for terrorist attacks in a way that's so wild. You can look this up in the local news. Someone threw a bomb in there for some reason. No one was injured or hurt, but just a guy threw a bomb in there. I don't know if they ever found out the motive why or if I never looked it up. But then less than a week later, a drunk guy drove his car through the front window of the (gasps) same cheesecake factory. So it was like a hot spot for dark activity for whatever reason. People were really mad at how much reading they had to do for their (laughs) menu. I hate books. (laughs) I, I ate there really and they made me read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cheesecake Factory, the home of one of my first dates in high school. We we went to Cheesecake Factory and then saw Mission Impossible 3 <laughs> on a date. Is that is that one that's considered a good Mission Impossible or a bad Mission Impossible? I think it's considered like a fine to good Mission Impossible with an excellent Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. Because it was the one that kind of like righted the ship from the bad Mission Impossible 2 that most people don't like. But not nearly. It didn't reach the heights of 4, 5, and 6. I'll say that much. Mm. 
Okay, good to know. I Wait. don't care for any of them. Um, <laughs> oh, gracious. Was was this Cheesecake Factory at a mall by chance? It was at a mall. It was at, in the, at the Woodlands Mall in the Woodlands, Texas, actually. Yes. Oh, of course. okay. Good okay, hosting, well, bringing it back. Mall talk. <laughs> I mean, I was wondering if it was going to be at the Deerbrook Mall that you mentioned, but it sounds like you had a couple of malls going on. There's a couple of malls. Well, okay, the Woodlands was sort of the, and, and I grew up in suburbs that were like, they weren't like affluent, but they weren't super low income either. But then there was the affluent suburbs, kind of because Houston's very sprawling, because where I grew up, Kingwood, Texas, is the suburbs north of Houston. And the Woodlands, were, it was like, oh, that's where... The rich people, the high income, privileged people are. That's also where Win Butler from Arcade Fire grew up. So that <laughs> album and song, The Suburbs, is about the Woodlands, Texas. Wow. Which is very, so I can imagine exactly where he's singing about uh, when when I listen to that. But yes, this was the Woodlands Mall, not, not the Deerbrook Mall. Different mall. Okay. Okay. But you would consider the Deerbrook Mall... In Humble, Texas. That's your mall. Yes. Although it's pronounced Humble, Texas, not Humble, Texas. So growing up oh, growing well, up there I as am, a kid. I am humbled here. I know. I'm humbled too. <laughs> well, here's what messed us up. We were children growing up there in Kingwood slash Humble, right? So we just knew Humble is Humble. We always just like read it like that. So in school, we would often just say like, yeah, he he wasn't very humble. Like we would we would pronounce <laughs> the word as we did the location. It'd be like yeah. someone pronouncing Houston Houston Street and whatnot. So it yeah. really screwed us up. But yes, Deerbrook was the was the home base mall for me growing up because it was like probably less than fifteen minutes, ten minutes from where I lived. It's just a quick highway trip away. And Incredible. Uh, did you like? go there with friends and stuff like was it like a social place go there with friends i remember most specifically the different group outings to see movies there because that was like the primary movie theater growing up there was it was the amc deerbrook 24 and i remember seeing everything from like i want to say 2002 to 2005 or 6 there I remember all those movies that we saw. I remember the golden age. A double feature with film. all my high school friends of seeing Phantom of the Opera, then Meet the Fockers. Oh. I remember seeing the producers, uh, you know, the musical version that wasn't very good in 2005. I like it. I didn't know that it was considered bad for many years. Some people yeah. do like it. Maybe I had a, maybe I need to rewatch no, I, it. But I remember I also I also saw the producers at my hometown mall, and me, it was right after me and my friends found out that you could get your money back if you walked out <gasps> at a certain time so oh. we walked out and I honestly will never know if it was that we disliked it truly that much or if we were just psyched to use that rule mm -hmm. of like did you know you can actually get your money back if you walk out in the first 30 minutes mm -hmm. and then we just really bothered whoever we made do that <laughs> I remember walking out of this is going to sound so bad and it's not I'll have to clarify I walked out of Brokeback Mountain but not for homophobic reasons, <laughs> not because I was appalled, but because a friend of ours had a limited amount of time to hang out. And I was with another friend of mine and she was like, well, let's go see him. And we were like into the movie, but not loving the movie. So we left. But if you say I walked out of Brokeback Mountain, it does have a certain connotation that I do need to clarify for the record. Yeah. You were just like, this is not compelling to me. Um, <laughs> right. I was like, try harder, Ang Lee. This isn't yearning enough. And that's why I left. 
as a queer <laughs> did, ally in, in Kingwood, Texas in 2005. Did you whatever. ever go back and see it again to, to complete your experience? No, I've been meaning to rewatch have, it for 16 years. Have you never years. seen the whole thing? No, <laughs> I haven't finished it. I really it want did to. You, do you remember what point you got to? Yes, it was a dinner scene. It was a dinner scene with like two or uh, I think most of the main characters because it's kind of a four-hander for the mm-hmm. most part, right? It's Anne, I Michelle. I don't know if the wives, I don't think the wives ever meet though. There wouldn't be a dinner with all four of them. Uh, okay. Then maybe, okay. Some dinner scene then. I, I don't recall. Could it be the Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> I, f- I remember them being oh, at a restaurant. Emily family? rewatched this movie recently. I forgot that you did this <laughs> recently. But I remember I was like you watched it at like 2 a.m. or something. I was like early quarantine and I think it was a thing where it was like it, you remember how like we were all feeling very like numb and and sad but like numb in the yes, beginning were. of the pandemic. Past mm-hmm. tense. Right? Don't feel it now. Not Thriving. now. No. And um I uh I think I wanted to like cry. So oh. I thought like for a release. So yes. I thought it would be a good idea to like start it at 2 a.m. <laughs> and then finish it at like 4.30 a.m. And it, was, it wasn't it was a good idea. <laughs> okay. It's a really sad movie. Yes. <laughs> now there is something too that we're like, I feel like people watch certain things and I've done this in the past where it's like, I want to cry. So then sometimes I'll even just fast forward to the scenes I know will make me do that. Yep. And there must be right. there must be some comparison or, or analog to draw with how people use pornography, right? Like tear uh, yeah. tear jerking off, maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> but what I mean, that that's is. That's the thing, is like you have to be smart about it because that wasn't I feel like there's different kinds of crying. Okay. Well, of yeah. course. Can I cry like, and move on? Or the way or, I yeah, like yeah. the way I cry at like, you know, little women is different i feel like that whereas like with broke back mountain you're just like this is fucking devastating yeah well yeah you what know? is the difference then how are you crying to little women because that was a big one for me too i don't even know like it's because <laughs> it was like i was crying all the time like not even just as sad stuff i think i was just you- like wow they're living the- wow life <laughs> i think that's resonant i think i experienced that and a lot of people i know experience like it's weird how i cried at parts that weren't like necessarily sad or like the gut punch moments yeah in that movie it was just like an overwhelmingly tender movie that it was very moving in that way yeah i'm just crying at fucking everything i'm crying them walking down the road crying at bob odenkirk <laughs> busting in there <laughs> my little women my little women have you grown Wait, so when you went to go meet this friend, do you yeah. do you look back and you go, it was worth it? Like, it was a great hang? I I so vividly remember talking, the three of us talking in his car that night, that like, I guess I, I do think it's worth it because I can always watch a movie later. Yeah. And so when it comes to those, yeah, because those two people, he's not in my life anymore, not for bad reasons. And I still talk to her a little bit. But, you know, our time with people is a little more finite than... We can always subscribe to whatever the Criterion well, Collection. Well, I mean, and you you haven't, you haven't. I haven't, but I've been meaning to. It's on my letterbox list of movies to watch in 2021. I promise. 
<laughs> oh, because because you didn't have enough time in 2020. I know <laughs> it's so damning the things we movies. didn't do in 2020. Emily, I mean, the point. things that I wa- I primarily watched only things I've seen before this last year. The amount I have, a, I feel like I have a huge list of things that I was like, I should finally watch that now that I'm not doing stand up every night. I have time to watch movies, and then I just put on something I've seen ten times before because it's comforting. That you makes know? sense. Yeah. So. We wanted I, to be comforting at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing at the Deerbrook Mall, I remember seeing um, the movie Closer. Y'all remember that Mike Nichols movie? Hmm. I do. 2004. I it's Jude Law, Clive Owen, Julia Roberts, and Natalie Portman. And that is a true four-hander. And it's oh, like yeah. very talky. It's an adaptation of a play. And so we were like 15 years old and just seeing this movie that's like, squarely for adults and not even like the content of it but just in it's like just the kind of genre that it's like seeing who's afraid of virginia wolf with like a a squad at the mall it just feels incompatible yeah so i I have a strong memory of that i have a strong memory of going to the cinnabon right outside of the the amc and sneaking it in and watching life aquatic with steve zissou on the front row wow at that amc just to stamp it right in time did you like it uh, I thought it was okay at the time. I laughed at certain parts, but I've not been compelled to uh, to revisit. Yeah. The other one I remember too, because it was like that mall was my mall for the transition from dri- not driving to driving. So going to drive myself to a movie and seeing a movie by myself was a huge deal. It felt like such a rite of passage or a coming of Did age. Did you thing. do that like as a teenager? Yeah, yeah. I, s- I never had the I I never had the nerve to like go to a movie alone because I was like if anyone sees me this is going to be like humiliating beyond anything like if someone sees me at a movie alone do you feel that way now or has your no, feeling I, lo- I love going to the movies alone yeah. now I honestly probably prefer it I like I'm yeah. obsessed with going to movies alone fully but yeah. um back then it was like I couldn't imagine I mean I've said this before but there was one time after school where between school and nannying I stopped into a Noah's, a bagels, Noah's bagels to get a bagel <laughs> And saw some girls from school, some popular girls, and I was like, this is the most humiliating experience. I will never recover. It's only cool if you eat a bagel with your friends. <laughs> no lonely bagels. No, no lonely bagels. I know girls were because so adamant 16, about that in high school. For some reason, I can't be seen entering like a coffee shop by myself. <laughs> Everyone will think I'm a fucking freak. Oh. Well, they were right, but it wasn't because of the bagel thing. It was something totally different. I remember. Wait, it was because of what I was going to do with the bagel. Hey, whoa, Emily, come whoa, on. Whoa, whoa. Y'all didn't mention that this was the content of this show. It was mall talk, not ball talk or whatever you want to call it. Disgusting. I think the first movie I saw by myself, by the way, was was rent <laughs> the 2005 adaptation also wait okay here's my last like dead ass like in my head memory is um i saw the first rated r movie in theaters new year's eve at that mall with my mom new year's eve 2001 because i didn't have any friends at the time that i was hanging out with and my sister was hanging with her friends and she was like well let's go see a movie and she took me to see royal tenenbaums on new year's eve of 2001 was it was it like you were in the movie at midnight you rang in the new year or was it like yeah and then i kissed my mommy and then you kissed your mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, you know, it was wintry. That movie's got a lot of snow yeah. in it. And uh, it I remember right. her covering my eyes during all the nudity in that movie. There's like two little quick cuts. And, yeah. That's Man, very my, sweet. My mom saw a lot of movies with me that she did not want to see. <laughs> Punch Drunk Love, Insomnia. Uh, white oleander moonlight mile just all the all the hits what a kind woman yeah very kind i mean the amount of shit that our parents do where it's like i don't not even like we're annoying but just like i don't care about this at all i have no investment in this whatsoever but they take the time happy late mother's day to all happy late mother's day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was it during this period was this when you said you worked at barnes and noble it was after this period because i graduated and then from high school and then I graduated a little early. So I did uh, a year of community college before going to uh, like uh, college proper at, at UT in Austin. And so I was going to, to community college and then working at the Starbucks inside the Barnes and Noble at oh, the now mall. Now to clear something up. Yes. It's not technically a Starbucks, it's right? It's a Barnes and, and Noble, Noble cafe. cafe serving Starbucks coffee. Proudly serving right? mm-hmm. Starbucks. Well, I wasn't too proud of it, unfortunately. <laughs> You're like, I don't, don't read this sign, okay? Yeah, it was so sad to like decline people's gift cards because we like literally couldn't, oh, we didn't have yeah. the technology to do so. So, could uh, so you take I, Barnes and Noble gift cards? We could take Barnes and Noble gift cards okay. in the cafe, okay. so those work. Okay. So it was a. So I worked there for maybe I want to say year, year and a half, and I started in the cafe. But I wanted to work like on the book floor, just because it was like a lot less smelly and it felt a little more fun <laughs> to do that and like work the register or stock or whatever. And so I slowly made a transition out of the cafe onto the book floor, but at a period of time where it was when. So this must have been two thousand seven. So the last Harry Potter book came out while I was working at this Barnes and Noble. And it was such a commotion and crisis for all the employees working. And the management (laughs) was like freaked out of their minds and knew that they were going to get bombarded and the lines were going to start X amount of days beforehand and all this stuff. So it was like, they were like, we haven't had an event this, this big since the last Grisham book, Harry Potter six. Twilight's right around that time as well. Yeah. Oh, 2007. I feel like Twilight's maybe a little bit after that. Yeah, the chaos of I don't the Twilight remember. books. Well, I mean, the I worked at a Twilight... library and they oh, were yeah. huge. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first Twilight movie was like 2008, seven. So the books were before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> but I remember it, there was a there was a miscommunication where the book floor thought the cafe had scheduled me and the cafe thought the book floor had scheduled me. So I did not work. <laughs> that day at all <laughs> even though literally everyone else had to wow it was required to. were you happy or were you kind of bummed to miss the like excitement well i was kind of bummed because it kind of you know from a distance it felt fun to be yeah. a part yeah. of that and you know there's not gonna be i don't think in our lifetimes there's gonna there's not gonna be like a monocultural book or literary series like that that had that much of like an imprint and impact you were like the kid that got forgotten by their divorced parents at like soccer practice a little (laughs) bit like so i thought you got him i thought you got him (laughs) so where is he and like in a way you were psyched because you could go get an ice cream and no one knew but on the other hand very sad yeah my ice cream that i got and no one knew was seeing hairspray 
with my <laughs> friends. So we went and saw the movie Hairspray because it was out. You know out. what? Hairspray was good. I thought it was all right, except for Travolta. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Zach Efron, that was him at his peak. That was it, man, <laughs> right? Like him as Link, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, I. he should have leaned harder into the sort of song and dance man situation yeah. instead of just getting buff because he's very good at that. <laughs> his body became a prison for his soul. It's very sad. So while, okay, so I was driving back from seeing that movie and I saw, and it was like 10.30 or 11, like way past closing time. And I saw that like people were still there and the lights were still on. So I ended up stopping by and clocking in to help out. Cause they were like, I was like, for some reason I didn't work today. And they're like, yeah, you can help out. And it was really fun. Just like <laughs> cleaning up and hanging out. Cause you know, the coworkers at that point were kind of friends and, and those coworkers, it wasn't just like kids my age. It was like a weird mix of like, older people and people more around my age too and like just interesting characters this guy named tim who got in a really bad car accident and and had to walk around with a cane and this woman named judy who was like really sassy and worked in the center like info desk and was like the funniest one out of all of them so you know i miss hanging out with them that night and it was it was nice to join up with them that's so beautiful. <laughs> i also feel like if you missed that day where like most of the employees were there There'd be some stuff, some references, some some things, some stories you wouldn't know about going forward, and, and it would feel you'd feel a little bit left out. Oh, the in jokes that we had after that night of cleaning <laughs> up lasted us for decades to come. No regrets. <laughs> I guess I don't know if there would be inside jokes, but but I bet there'd be at least one instance of remember the night that the Harry Potter book came out and this happened, and you'd be like, I don't. <laughs> no i i actually don't remember i don't recall. I actually wasn't invited i, I mean recall. well it's kind of like that thing you like you know have you ever like been at a job and then like on your day off you come back the next day and they're like the craziest bitch came in yesterday it was a whole thing and then you're like damn like i'll never have experienced that firsthand yeah. it sounded crazy i know and it's I like people it. who missed the draft like they they weren't veterans with anyone and they didn't have anyone to share war stories and they're really sad about that oh, why didn't i get to go to war vietnam mm. she whiz so it sounds like overall though you liked working at the barnes and noble it was a good job i liked it when i was working at the book on the book floor more than the yeah. cafe the cafe got you know, it's food service, so I guess I'm grateful to have had a, su- a food service job at one point. But there was some more, like, the coworkers there were, like, some of them were really sweet and some of them were scuzzy. There was this one scuzzball guy I worked with that I just did not enjoy. But, yeah, it was overall, like, a good kind of first job experience for, like, you know, 16, 17 years old. I'm grateful for it. What mall was this at? Oh, it was the same mall. It was Deerbrook Mall. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Would you like go to the mall after work or before work or did it did it change the mall for you at all working there? It did. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. It did because especially in in a lot of Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Nobles, what do you call plural Barnes and Noble? Uh, Barneses and Barnes Nobles. And no- <laughs> Maybe it's just ba- Barnes and Noble, like how dear is just dear. Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> I worked right? at many Barnes and Noble. <laughs> well, I think because it was attached to a mall, there was like so there was so much of uh, there was such a casualness to the people that came in. 
because it was like an entrance to the mall. So they yeah. had to go to get to the thing that they were actually going to do. So the clientele wasn't like, I'm going to go get a book. I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble. It was like, we're going to get whatever shakes or clothes or something. I guess we'll go through the Barnes and Noble. So it made it like a little dirtier and messier in there probably yeah. because of that. But, but yeah, uh, yeah. After that, yeah, the mall mostly represented like workplace and now like, and I haven't been back to my hometown in like three years now, but now it's like, I have a lot of nostalgia for it when I, when I drive by it. When was this uh, instance of, of you posing with the statue? This was in 2002. Okay. Because <laughs> we're there. We were, we were going to see signs that Mel Gibson <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan movie for like a second or third time. And we were just waiting. <laughs> there was like a, I know it was, this was a time when it's like, I like this movie. I'll see it four times. Cause like, yeah. what else do you do when yeah. you're 12 years old? That was it. That was a good time. I saw Crystal Skull. Hmm. Somewhere between five and seven times. Why? Emily? Well, here's 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 what happened we went on a (laughs) we went on a seventh grade field trip to go see it Uh uh-huh and it was the first indiana jones movie i ever saw i never thought i'd be interested in indiana jones because i don't like action movies and it was the first indiana jones movie i ever saw so because of that i didn't have any others to compare to i fucking loved it so much that I just kept seeing it with different people. Like, it's the movie I've seen most in theaters. I think I said seven times. And then I Your finally friends saw... friends are talking to each other like, did you also see it? Did you also do this? This is awesome. I love this. I love this take. And then I might have even seen it multiple times with the same people. I don't remember. But then I, fi- I finally saw the other Indiana Joneses. And I was like, oh, yeah, these are... These are pretty good too. Someone's oh like, get gosh. this girl a punch card. <laughs> Come on. You watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and you're like, not enough aliens for me. <laughs> you're like, I, I just want to get the ride. Like, I want to get the Indiana Jones ride and I didn't I get it before. I do think that at the time I didn't like like the third one as much as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Last Crusade? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, but you were seeing signs. Seen signs and then like the the showtime was was a little later and we we got there too early, and so we were just goofing around. And I remember like posing next to a statue again. I'm like a 12 year old child at the time and just hanging out with my friends, most of whom were older than me. I remember that about that friend group. Oh, like most of my cool friends, guy. yeah, I was kind of a cool, Mr. cool 12 year old. You're like I'm a tween, but my friends are teens. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they drove me here. That's my ride. And, and so I was posing there and I remember like people were like finding it amusing. It's just like obnoxious kid stuff. But people would like tip me and they started like throwing money at me. And then like Wait, what was the statue? The statue was like a boy playing on a rock and then <laughs> okay. another boy holding his hand and I was like pretending <laughs> to catch him or something. I truly don't recall exactly what this is. I think it was People something thought like you were that. a street performer at this point. They were like, yeah, like oh my mime. gosh. Or a little clown boy. <laughs> this guy's object work is amazing. Incredible. For a child. Immaculate. Did he study with Dell? Uh, <laughs> and then no less than three security guards walk up and they take me aside and they're like, Do you know what you're doing here? Then you're the no, same you're as the stop. number of boys. The- it was so weird because it was like. I understand if I was like pissing on it or something. But it, was tr- it was such a harmless, like I wasn't 
touching it either. Like, or if I was climbing on it, that'd be one thing. Like, oh yeah, get off the thing. But it's very strange. And I remember one of the girls in our group, Keisha, who is like, must have been like 17 or 18. And you she were hanging out wow. with older kids. Oh my God. <laughs> but she, you know, she she was a black woman and she was the one that was like, hey, what the fuck, guys? Like, why why are you, why are all of you out here? And she like pushed back against in a way where it's like, what do you do? Because again, I'm a child. I'm a 12 year old boy. And she's like, this fucking sucks. What are you guys doing? Because they were kind of like, you know, rude. And they, I think they were trying to like scare me or intimidate me in some way. It was a very... It was such a funny exchange of like... I'm imagining that it just so happened that the sculptor was there that day and saw what was going on and was like, my my art isn't a joke, okay? (laughs) I disrespected his life's work in a way that was so sad to him. Holding the other boy, but maybe falling and... Didn't like it. I know. I know. Maybe I was as good as pissing on it. Thinking about it now in retrospect. So you look back know. on it and you go, "Yeah, no, it was yeah, art." Actually, yeah, I, I feel I feel pretty convicted about that. Uh huh. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have any other general mall tales that we're missing before we jump into today's well, well yeah, kind of store? It'll be a good. It'll be a good transition, just because mostly they're all movie related. Because it was okay. It was just like something where I feel like. That period of my life, weirdly, like ages 11 to 15 or 11 to 16 is when I saw the most movies in yeah. theaters and not and not until maybe like 2015, really not until MoviePass came along mm. did I start going uh-huh. to see movies as much. Because in Texas, rate, yeah. movies were like, you know, six bucks for a ticket at that time. We're talking yeah. 20, uh, 2001 through 2006, 2007. So... You know, primetime showing was like seven, seven fifty. So it's just like an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think about other stores there and other experiences. I remember, yeah, eating at that food court a lot. It was such a big deal when they put in the Chick-fil-A into the food court. That caused quite a commotion in the community. And I do remember seeing Moulin Rouge at that Deerbrook AMC with my mom. My mom took her 11-year-old son, who she probably thought was like a weirdo, to Moulin Rouge. And she's like, okay, I guess we'll do this. The movies you're listing are really connecting with me. I'm like, these are also the movies that I saw during the period where I saw the most movies. I'm like, I love all these movies. I stand by Moulin Rouge, too. Moulin Rouge is great. That's when I saw four times. We would watch it all the time. My friend had the VHS and she had one of those TVs that had a VHS in it. And Mm -hmm. we would watch it in her room. (laughs) Yeah. We loved it. Held up. Boz's best. The crown jewel of his Red Curtain trilogy (laughs) for sure. But I I actually think The Great Gatsby is um, the best. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You must be stoked for this Elvis biopic he's doing right now. (laughs) I.e. the reason Mr. Hank got COVID-19 last year. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's right. It was. It was because I forgot he was in Australia. That. We'll never forget the day that, that Hanks came down with COVID. We'll it, never and I'll it. never forget the day Chet Hayes got on socials and said, don't worry, they're not tripping now. <laughs> oh, but we went, so we went to the movie. It's my mother and I, and then we, we hit up the Chick-fil-A after and the guy was like making conversation and he said, oh, what movie did you see? And my mom said, oh, we saw Moulin Rouge. And uh, 
And he said, did you like it? And we're like, yeah, it was really good. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I probably wouldn't have seen that, you know, just because of the content in it. Uh, and this guy gave us a little side eye about seeing Moulin Rouge. Like while wow. he was serving us, which is a strange judgmental choice. Yeah, IMHL. why even start the conversation why if talk? you're gonna? Yeah. It's like that was like a big movie at the time. It, you know, chances were good that that was the movie you saw. It was a hit. It was <laughs> yeah. a hit. It came out in Aww. June 2001. I'll never forget. What a hit! I do think we should get into today's, yeah. I guess, store. Uh, we're we're talking today about ArcLight Cinemas, Kevin. Why do you want to talk about Arclight? Arclight Cinemas is how much like my childhood, I mark so much time spent in LA uh, because I remember I moved to Los Angeles in 2009 and went to Arclight up until its death, question mark, RIP in 2020. Yeah, I guess at least as it was, mm-hmm. RIP. Yeah, it'll never yeah, come a, back. It's a exactly. timely time to talk about it. Sure. For sure. Yeah. It's interesting the the evolution of it, the the shock. I think everyone who moves to LA has a, the shock story of like, wait, the ticket price is how much? Like my friend <laughs> buying a, a big group of tickets to see Inception, summer of 2010. And he said, "Oh yeah, and it's uh, seventeen fifty. And I'm like, "Who's a what's a bit Because again, I'm coming from seven dollars in in Texas, so that was a much different. This is situation. my exact story. <laughs> yeah, on, on um on Griffin Newman's episode, Paige told her. Yeah, exactly. I think I was talking about story. it the week that the news dropped that the arc light was closing. We were uh-huh. talking about it with oh, Gabrus, okay, and yeah. I I retold my tale of ordering a ticket." And them telling me the price and my, my genuine reaction of, oh, sorry, I only wanted one. And <laughs> that was really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's kind of your hazing. I know. Yeah. That. Well, and two, I, I was going at the time to the, the Burbank 16, the big one, not the yeah. biggest of the trilogy of Burbank uh, AMC theaters. <laughs> yes. The daddy. That's right. The, the daddy. daddy one. But I really remember, like, I feel like I remember every single movie I've seen in the dome for sure. Yeah. Like the first one I saw there was uh, the Social Network in okay. that same summer or of 2010 or maybe it's in the fall. Uh, I don't remember now. Anyway, I don't recall but, the release date of the Social Network, unfortunately. <laughs> but what what I appreciate about the ArcLight in Hollywood specifically, but then uh, I think I think more so than um, the other locations. There's a Sherman Oaks one, a Pasadena one that I would go to a lot. And then I think there's a Culver City one too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And one in Long Beach, maybe. Yeah, and there's a few like loose in like Chicago in... and maybe. Yes. New York or yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you did you say Santa Monica and Santa Monica or Santa Monica? Place. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. that's one. Mm-hmm. And that one is like in a mall, which I feel like. Yeah, the ones that are in a mall, I think, are Santa Monica Place, the Sherman Oaks, and then the Pasadena one is in the Paseo Mall. The Paseo, yeah, which, which then kind of begs the question: Is where the Hollywood arc light? is situated See, a mall. No. I don't no. think so cuz the Pasadena yeah. one that is that is a mall cuz mm-hmm. it's like it's a whole plaza. It's an outdoor mall, yeah. And actually that one I have a vivid memory of um one time I went to go see a movie there with a couple of friends and we were like what if we got a pizza at bj's and then brought it into the theater um let's (laughs) see what happens i ended up realizing i had underestimated the size of the pizza box so i really shoved it into my backpack in a way where it was like why is her backpack a square but um nobody was i I would actually not think that a pizza box would be smaller than a backpack (laughs) 
most times. Well, I think we thought Personal we had pizza? ordered something smaller. I okay. think okay. I think there was just a I don't know what we thought, but <laughs> I got it into my backpack. I'll never know how I did it. And when when I got into the theater and I opened the box, the whole pizza had like slid into one like like it was like an accordion of a pizza. <laughs> Wait, cuz did you put the pizza box like vertical? <laughs> Yeah, because I just couldn't. I was like, I gotta, I don't know what else I can do in order to fit it. It was one of those things where it was like, we're here. We've already set this plan in motion. It's not working, but I'm not going to throw away the pizza. Yeah. And we've got it's tickets for the movie. Squished pizza. We yeah. need to go see Trainwreck right now. Okay, you guys, we paid for the <laughs> tickets. <laughs> <laughs> train wreck a movie we all love and i might have been high i don't remember what mm-hmm. happened um it's as i'm retelling the tale i'm like if i wasn't it might be concerning An awesome <laughs> like final jeopardy question because no one would ever get it would be like name one thing that happened in train wreck <laughs> <laughs> name literally one bill hater was that uncomfortable uh, i mean the, my real memory of it is primarily the pizza thing that's like what's <laughs> stuck in my brain because it was i laughed quite hard at that moment oh, and I think every time i think i'm remembering something from train wreck i'm actually remembering something from i feel pretty <laughs> oh my god oh I man saw i saw movie. i saw Good that movie. honestly yeah. a superior film Whoa. i enjoyed i feel pretty not Emily a good one but superior (laughs) i I enjoyed it i saw it alone at the americana on like a little like i'm taking myself on a date tonight and i i I just always like whatever movie i see when how did the date go how did it end i don't want to say okay (laughs) okay there was was a bagel involved (laughs) (laughs) whoa hey emily whoa let's just say i came away i came away feeling pretty okay (laughs) even prettier i want someone to ask exactly what i mean by that and i'm just like uh no listeners tweet in hmm. tweet at mle on twitter what do i mean by that i'll but have to I, think about I, it i don't think the one in hollywood because that's more of like i just don't see that as a mall it's definitely a shopping mm-hmm. center there's definitely you know but it feels the, like that's where the arc light is because the dome is so dominant as an architectural you know monument yeah that's definitely the the queen bee of the arc of the yeah. arc lights and the other ones are just the in the hive, hive just yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Honeycomb Float, on top. floating around but here here's what i'll see the value was of going to the hollywood arc light over the last 12 years that I've been in LA is that it did feel like it shrunk down Hollywood in Los Angeles proper into a more manageable, easier, mm. and oftentimes kind community. It was so fun to run into other friends and people there, people I haven't seen in years. Like after living there yeah. for enough time, it became a place where it's like, you're going to run into someone. Maybe it's not even someone you want to see, but you're going to run yeah. into someone <laughs> from your past that you took like an improv class with. Or of course, yeah. like the celebrity spotting. Like I remember seeing Boyhood on the same row as Natalie Portman in 2014 or seeing Looper with Jason Bateman in the same theater. You know, like all the classic like celeb side. Jason stuff. Bateman loves Looper. Uh, yeah, I love that Looper, buddy. He traveled through time. Um, and you know, like Ryan Johnson introduced Looper right before it started when we saw it because it was like yeah. opening weekend. So I really appreciate it over time. Like, like the arc, like for me, um, accumulated in value as more more and more time passed because it more it, it started to feel especially for like 
my friends and I, and then just people who are obsessed with like to an unhealthy degree of like this actor and this director and this writer, it became like a sort of unofficial town center in town square where you would just like people spot and then like acquaintance spot or friend spot. And I really, you know, and it had its extraness too. Like everyone doing their eulogies about the arc light is leaving out the parts of it that absolutely suck shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the fact that it was like insanely overpriced for a luxury experience yeah. that like other theater competitors are kind of stepping up the game in in some ways. Yeah, like are doing better, quite honestly. Sometimes, yeah. depending on what it is. Like like the food, it feels like Alamo Draft House is obviously doing the food mm-hmm. better. Uh, as far as reserves, seating pretty much everyone is reserved seating now but that was yeah. such a novelty when Arclight first rolled out that's just like not at all the case anymore but I do yeah. appreciate because I did I actually did listen to some of that episode with Gabers I think one of y'all was talking about the seating and recliner seating versus just like standard seating oh yeah that was me that was okay that was <laughs> I'm, all, so, I'm always talking about the recliner that's kind of my thing that's one of my go-to talking <laughs> points but i i actually prefer just generally as a viewing experience non-recliners i used to think that too then what i happened? used to say i used to be like you don't need to be that fucking comfortable while you're watching a movie just sit and watch the movie that's the experience why does everyone need to be like laying down yeah and then i experienced the recliners <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just about laying down. It's about being able to put your legs in different configurations. I get it's that. It's not. I do Because I'm not necessarily like, oh, I need to be like flat. I'm not like <laughs> an old man. But it's like, don't your legs like during a two and a half hour movie, don't your legs start getting kind of like uncomfortable at a certain point? Yeah, but I just cross them the other way. But yeah. think of all the, the crossing yeah. possibilities. The crossabilities on a recliner. On a recliner. You, you I know. do that thing where it's like one leg up, foot on the thing, other leg out. <laughs> Crisscross fucking applesauce. Wow, it's and so much more comfortable. By the way, crisscross applesauce in a in a regular seat. I think Emily, when you narrow. when you it's come back narrow. to stand up, that that's your catchphrase. And I'm talking about Chris Cross fucking applesauce. When I say Chris, you say Cross, and your fr- your fans know it. Your fans know it. You sell My T-shirts. Many, many fans. No, here's what I'll say about the recliner seating too. Mm-hmm. I just as like like a straight up A B comparison. I saw Knives Out at the Dome at the Hollywood ArcLight. With a, it was uh, it was an audience. I think it was like kind of a previous. It was before it was like a wide release. But everyone who's there really wanted to be there. So I'm sure this was a factor in it too. But it was everyone was jazzed out of their mind, and that movie played like gangbusters. In addition to like that extra excitement, I think partially because of like the energy that the dome creates. Mm-hmm. I saw Knives Out at the Alamo Draft House, where it is recliner seating, and the audience was all but dead. By comparison. Mm. Don't you have to be there, though? At the Alamo? Yeah. No. Don't you have to be, like, quiet? No. Isn't that, like, the rule? Like, you can't laugh, you're saying? It's against the rules (laughs) to laugh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Or to to react? I guess that's not. (laughs) What are you thinking of? (laughs) I guess I thought. (laughs) Are you thinking of the actual Alamo, like, in San Antonio, Texas, (laughs) that we're supposed to remember? I think using like the phone rule well there's the thing so laughing. Like, well yeah. the arc light has their thing of like you're not allowed to come in after the movie has yes, started which true. i always 
I don't know. Yes, sure. But at the same time, give people five minutes. Right. It's sometimes you're running late. That parking garage sucks. Like, mm-hmm. give people, come on, five minutes. I respect it. But at the same time, <laughs> I've never been on the other end of that where no one, someone has not let me into a theater because I was too late. I feel like it's so. maybe happened to me, especially if, also it sucks if you're like meeting people. Totally. Like, yeah. You know, what if you're That's, running late and everyone's in the theater because they wouldn't have been allowed to see it if they yeah, weren't? And then it's like, what? I'm just going to go to Tender Greens for two hours? <laughs> there was one time, though, okay, many years ago, where I was meeting someone um, for a movie there. And um, we were both really late. And so we couldn't get in. I, I can't remember what the movie was, but because we were late and couldn't get in, we ended up trading in our tickets for a different movie. And I, yeah, I wish I could remember what the one we were supposed to see was, but we ended up seeing that in a world movie. Oh, the Lake Bell movie. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. I loved that movie Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) So it like worked out really well. What a nice experience. (laughs) Well, that's, that's good. If you can manage to both be late and it's like a, it's like, okay, we both are in this situation, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it makes it stressful from the get where you're like, I'm already worried. <laughs> oh, sure. I know. But like, I, to me, it's like, that's the double-edged sword of the Arclight stuff. Because to, when I have a good audience experience at another theater, I'm kind of surprised when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Because it just mm. feels like everyone's so jacked up to be there. And sometimes to a fault, I remember seeing Grand Budapest Hotel at the Hollywood Arclight when it came out in 2014. And there is something called like, arc light laughter that happens sometimes <laughs> and i think a wes anderson movie is a perfect example yes. of this where everyone is laughing at every half fucking quirky thing that happens because yeah. they do not want to appear as if they're not in on the joke or that they understand yeah. the drollness of it so it's like oh, fuff, 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 and like non-jokes in the movie and i understand getting jacked up about like jokes like actual sight gags or whatever may happen i think it's so fun it's, it's like, like every time someone looks every time a character looks sideways everyone's at just another like, character <laughs> so funny they're turning around to the row behind them yeah. did you guys see that so that <laughs> they're just that, like slapping their neighbor on the shoulder it's like did you fucking see that he looked at him is on skis now <laughs> listen, listen, you might not get why that was funny, but I'll tell you why. And it's because I'm a, such a lover of cinema. God. That's why I understand why this was such I a know. funny moment. <laughs> so that would happen sometimes in a way that was a bummer. So I feel like, yeah, you know, but the, the popcorn stuff plays a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I really regret not seeing that last Marvel movie, Avengers Endgame at a, at an arc light. I saw that the Santa Anita mall with a packed mm. crowd, but it was on a Sunday at like 11 a.m. And no one was like talking or had their phones out, but they were dead quiet for that movie. Ooh. And if we all remember those bootlegs, everyone like losing their shit with like, you know, and it's like, that's the thing. It's a ride. It's like an amusement park or whatever. And I'm like regretful that I missed out on, a, on an experience like that. And I think for I the- feel like you can get that experience at another theater, like at an AMC. You just have to time it right. I think that's true. I I, I do think if you do maybe like 
opening weekend, like mm-hmm. right when it comes out, you're gonna get that at maybe like maybe like the Dolby Theater or like one of the IMAX screens at the yeah, AMC. Yeah, I I saw Avengers Endgame, and I feel like there were big reactions. So the the 16, mm-hmm. I of course was was cold and and mad to be there. Um, <laughs> of course, but, yeah, it's your brain. <laughs> of course, my my boyfriend at the time wanted to go, and I was like, oh. Fine, I'm sleepy and I hate these movies. <laughs> Wait, we can but I, we can we can say I mean I don't mean to dox you, but we can say his name. Your your ex-boyfriend was Jeremy Renner, right? <laughs> that's why it didn't really hit with me. He wasn't in it that much. And I really wanted to yeah. be like, that's my ex-boyfriend. And it's like, um, why'd you bring me if you have like a combined eleven minutes of screen time in this four? Right? Movie? It was like I was like, I thought I thought that we were here opening weekend because you were like a main a main guy in this. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you said, you're like, heaven don't have a it? name, but hell do. And it's watching this movie with you. <laughs> heaven don't have a name is a Jeremy Renner single from his album of music that he put out a couple of years it. ago. Okay. All right. You're, you're okay, deep. Okay. You're deep time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Mall Talk. It's funny you're talking about the like, because there's the, the experience of seeing a movie at the Arclight and everyone's like super into movies. And so they're like very down. But at the same time, I feel like I was thinking about movies I've seen there and I I think it's often because I don't usually prefer Arclight just because it's expensive and mm-hmm. I would usually go to like the Vista or the Los Feliz 3. Same. But, yeah. But yeah, but I feel like I went to see movies at the Arclight when they were not yet playing anywhere and I didn't know when yes. they were going to be playing yeah. elsewhere. So like I saw Lady Bird at the Arclight because um, I didn't know when it was going to be playing elsewhere. And that was another one. I saw that alone in like the middle of the day and there were actually not that many people there and it was a great time. Yeah. Like I, I was think like, that's another this is thing. for me. <laughs> I, I feel comfortable, very comfortable like going to every other theater alone. But the arc light, why not? I don't. Why not? I such think a scene? it's that running into people thing. Like, so you I do still feel this way? I guess so. I don't feel it anywhere else. Like <laughs> I'll go to any MC. I'll go to the three. I'll go to the Vista. Uh-huh. Like I'll go to the Pacific theaters anywhere else alone. But for some reason, the arc light it brings back that thing of like I don't want to run into people. It's like, kind of a scene. Well, I'm by myself. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, you know, speaking of Little Women that we were talking about earlier, the first time I saw Little Women out of the seven times I saw it in, in theaters was at the Pasadena Arclight, and it was two days after Christmas, and it was a 10-15 screening, and I was the only one there, and it was in one of the huge theaters because it was like an opening <laughs> weekend thing. And the guy comes out and does like the spiel. But of course, he says, hello, welcome to your private screening of Little Women. Uh, the runtime. And, and we had a nice back and forth and a nice conversation. And then the last movie I ever saw, maybe at an Arclight theater ever, was the 35 millimeter print of Little Women that I took a big group of friends to see back oh. last February when I was playing there. That's the, lovely. The group of, like, I feel like going with a group of friends, I feel like I hadn't done that since maybe movie pass. Mm-hmm. But the going with like a big group of friends thing w- was always fun. I love like, it. I was really, I had big plans for doing that in summer 2020 because I was getting back into that groove of like, oh, we can get like 30 people to go to the same movie. And that's really fun. <laughs> it's like renting it out without renting it out. I was like, we're going to see Tenet together. We're going to see Black Widow together. It's going to be great. <laughs> And it wasn't. It, that did not occur. Paige, what was the last movie you saw at the Arclight? 
At the arc light? I don't know. I almost never would go to the arc light. Oh. I just wouldn't go because also like I I like you, Emily, I prefer seeing movies by myself. And I feel like there would sometimes, you know, every once in a while I'd find myself in a group text of people trying to organize a trip to the arc light. And that's just I would have to have a moment to myself and go, Paige, accept that this is not your personality and it's not (laughs) something you want. And just don't respond in the group text. Wow, no group <laughs> hangs wow. at the movies. For I get stressed out because also, also it's like, okay, I hope we can all get t- seats together. I'm, I just am immediately stressed by those experiences. Oh, but that's why you always get to have a per- and I, I try to be this person like just the mom. You got to have mom yeah. where it's like, <laughs> I bought seven tickets. Here it is. Pay me sure. back whenever. Yeah, mm-hmm. loose about it. If you don't pay me I, back, whatever. I, yeah, I don't remember what would be the last. One. I mean, maybe it might be. Um, I saw Jojo Rabbit at the Culver City ArcLight. Mm. That might be it. Mm. But that's not. That's kind of like it's a big shopping area, but not really a mall. Um, yeah, it has that like statue that's a fountain outside. Jojo that, Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Jojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that might be the last time. I. I I definitely, I was trying to think of all the movies I've seen there. I definitely, another movie I saw alone at the Arclight, like weird afternoon where I got like a black coffee and went in to go see that movie, The Lobster. Sure. <laughs> I was like, let me reflect. That's, yeah. that's a black coffee movie if there ever that is That is black it, coffee made incarnate into a movie. I felt very appropriate <laughs> in that's there. That's a movie that I liked at the time and I feel like everyone really liked. And then it's one of those ones that just like immediately got forgotten about. Do you guys want to do this podcast in the style of the lobster for the duration for the remainder of this? So we're talking about the movies. We want to talk about movie theaters. Paige, what was the first movie that you remember seeing at the Hollywood Arclight? <laughs> the first movie I saw at the Hollywood Arclight? Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It was the one that was, I was shocked <laughs> by the price. Now, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That could be your first movie back in the theaters if you wanted it to be. <laughs> I don't think that's a movie I can see at my age now. I think I saw it right when I needed Whoa. to see it. I just don't know if it would hit the same, you know? It would hit. Maybe it would, as the kids say, hit different. But it, yeah. I do think it holds up to a degree. I, I remember seeing it like three or four years ago. And I was like, this is still good. Yeah. I mean, I was really into it at the time. Mm-hmm. I just haven't I haven't watched it since. Yeah. But that was definitely a crowd that was like amped. It was people were psyched for that yeah. for that film. Oh, I know what what a fun time. I know I, what I want my first movie back to be. What's that, Paige? Do you know what it is? In the Heights, because you love Lynn. Cruella. It's Cruella. Cruella. <laughs> what if- I'm. I'm <laughs> I think I might even wait just so that can be my first movie back. It feels mm-hmm. like a really bad like home watch movie, but like a perfect AMC movie. That's true. I now, think that, that that could be with fun chicken to tenders. see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, little tendies. Now, this <laughs> is great <laughs> because like when I saw Joker 2019 with Joaquin Phoenix, I did think, I wish this was a lady and connected to Disney IP. <laughs> and so for me, this movie yeah, is exactly. a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It'll be, no, I'm like, exactly. I'm so fucking excited. It's not like, oh my God, this is going to be a great movie or I'm going to love this movie, but it... It just hits that this trailer hits something for me where I'm like, this is like the perfect movie to just sit, eat a snack and just fucking zone sure. out for two or It's hours. really about the snack more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like there's stuff happening. I, I won't be bored. I don't think. 
No, you'll you'll be able to but check it also out won't of life. Make me like think thoughts. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, not. I don't think you're what going to be does? compelled to Wait, think. What if, remember how Joker like people tried to make it like more than it was. I liked Joker, but people were really trying to like make it like more important than. Oh no! Look, I thought it was a good movie. I I but I didn't I didn't. I thought it was a fun movie. I didn't think it was like, oh my god! I don't think it should have been like nominated for Oscars or whatever. <laughs> what if people try to do that with Cruella? Uh, I mean, it's kind of going that way. I feel like because the Oscars were so low rated this year that they're going to nominate like the most popular <laughs> shit ever next year for like Black Widow for best original screenplay. Like it's going to get bananas <laughs> to like appeal to Joe Popcorn or whatever. Now I feel oh. like Emily, your voice, your your speaking voice is at a pitch where you could do a good Emma Stone impression if you wanted to. <laughs> Emma Stone doing a British accent. Hey guys. <laughs> what are we doing? No, I can't do it. See, I can't do it. Uh, what if I'm Cruella? Oh. <laughs> Emily, did you ever go to the Arclight at the Santa Monica place? Um, I went one time ever because that was, that only opened a few years ago. Yeah, it's like recent. So it was yeah. way past when I lived there. But I went once when I was nannying um, to take the kids to see that Mr. Rogers movie. Um, the which Tom one? Hanks one or the doc? No, the um, the, the documentary. Okay. okay. And um, that wasn't my idea. All of my movie <laughs> ideas were like, you know, I took them to see like Mary Poppins and animated movie because you love Lane man look the baby got bored yeah obviously it was a documentary he baby got, got, the baby bored. got yeah. bored the baby doesn't but, um, like understand why this is a meaningful no, I mean, documentary again, this was not my idea but if it was ever suggested to take them to a movie i was like oh fuck yeah like i'm gonna get paid to fucking sit in the movie for two hours <laughs> yeah it was yeah. like the best but um what we always did at the movies with him i would he liked M&M's. So I would buy like M&M's, like a big bag of M&M's and then split it with him so that I also got M&M's. Sometimes we split a popcorn too. You know, so I regular. would take this bag of M&M's and pour it in a cup for him so it was easy for him to get. Emily, peanut or regular? I need to be able oh, to picture regular. it. Okay. Regular. Okay. I would go peanut, but I, would go I think peanut I think kids Maybe it's too hard for a for a child to I think kids don't appreciate peanuts um yet. But <laughs> the snack so and the cartoon the strip. <laughs> He would just be like, more M&M's, please. And the packing material. That's true. They don't They don't appreciate packing. <laughs> they don't. They're like, it's like not recyclable. I feel like they actually recyclable. probably appreciate that more than the nut. Yeah. <laughs> because if a package comes with peanuts, like they're going to be like a cat and they're going to like want to play is in fun. the packaging. It is fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember, I remember just being and there were maybe like, you know, four other like groups in the theater and he was being truly so loud. Couldn't blame him. It, he was bored. And but you're I was like, like, have you not heard the Arclight slogan, your movie like, uninterrupted? Just absolute <laughs> scream whispering to me. <laughs> Emily, what are we watching? Now, oh, on that subject. I need more M&M's. <laughs> Baby needs more M&M's. No. He's gone. Baby is gone. Very loudly pouring M and M's into a cup. It is a loud sound to pour M and M's. The loudest candy. Yeah, I'm more of a Reese's Pieces guy myself. That's what I would I default used to. to. And then I realized that they don't have any chocolate. In right. Them. That's when I doubled down on my love for you because I don't love chocolate candy. <laughs> Ooh, I will say, speaking wow. of podcast is ending. Sorry, currently. well let's, uh-huh. let's pivot out of this. I do want to ask how y'all fall, felt about the concessions 
at ArcLight. Now I do have in front of me here on the Zoom call a painting my friend did, Katie Delaney, the great Katie Delaney. Most people know her from Twitter of a, a big bucket of ArcLight popcorn. It's beautiful. And a lot of people love the Hollywood ArcLight or just the general ArcLight mm-hmm. popcorn. And then especially the caramel corn that they would make in-house. Mm, yes. Yeah, so I, I felt, I don't mean to interrupt, but the caramel oh, corn felt overhyped for me. Oh. I feel like people raved and raved mm-hmm. and then I got my little container of it and I thought, this is hurting my teeth. And I... <laughs> That's the price you pay with pea corn, my friend. That's just going to happen. How do you feel about it? I have such a positive association with the caramel corn, which I only got probably a handful of times. But I remember one time, this was like five, six years ago now, I was recording a podcast and our guest was Darcy Carden, who most people know, obviously, from like The Good Place and she's going to be on a league of her own. And... She brought to the recording because she just came from the movies and she brought us a, a bucket of, of caramel corn. Well, that's fun. It was such a nice little gesture. And I yeah. always associate it with that <laughs> nice little moment of sweet Darcy just bringing us caramel corn. I liked it. I loved the popcorn there. I think yeah. the best movie theater popcorn in LA is Lemley, which there's a Lemley in North Hollywood and one in Pasadena. There's yeah. a Lemley Playhouse 7. And then... The Arclight popcorn. I think AMC popcorn is the aforementioned packing peanuts. I think it's. I don't <laughs> love AMC popcorn. I think it's barely I don't. edible. No. I good. think that the Arclight. I like the Arclight popcorn a lot, and it's one of those places. And I can't remember because it's been so long. But either the three or the Vista has this too. Um, one of them doesn't. One of them does. Also, I know people hate the popcorn in those places, but. You Can I some- just say I've never noticed the difference of any movie theater popcorn I've ever eaten? <laughs> I <laughs> like this is popcorn. <laughs> some places butter, like the arc. Mm. This is going to sound gross, but like it does taste good. It has like an almost like milky taste to it. <laughs> it like, gross. It tastes like milky. Milky. It tastes milky. Like. Creamy? I don't no, agree. I, don't, I, don't, I literally don't know how else to say it. When I taste it, the only word that comes to mind is milky. Do you mean like sweet? Do you mean no, dairy? Like there's a lot that. of butter on it? No. You just mean milky. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean any of those other things. At the arc light? So that's yeah. why Emily, when she would get popcorn, she would walk up, she would just march her little self up to the concession stand and say, can you give me a bucket of milkers? Thanks, hon. <laughs> disgusting behavior correct me if i'm wrong also at the arc light they do the butter for you they do yes, right? yeah they do yeah. it for I'd you like control of my own butter i don't want to i don't want to have to lie about how soon i'd like them to stop <laughs> i i went i started going no butter a couple years back so for me it became a non-factor because mm-hmm. i feel like too the arc light popcorn is already pre but you know like whatever the powder yeah. is that's on it like it's Oiled and salted up enough that's good as it is, just as it is. See, I like yes. trash popcorn. I like to Milky. see those weird like powders that they let you just <laughs> have fun with. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd like you, a sour cream and onion to be involved. You know, Limley's got that. <laughs> Limley, you would enjoy that once yes. they open back up. They got like Parmesan and Asiago and cheddar pot powder for the popcorn. I like being entrusted with my with my flavors. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're a part of the 
this process too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they also, I mean, obviously the arc light has a bar and I feel like people would like hang out at that bar too. That was the scene too. I, I do. I will say for that last time watching little women for whatever reason, I was just having such a nice time that I got somewhat absolutely blasted at the bar before watching it which made me cry more during the yeah. movie than i would have otherwise even though it was yes. quite comparable yes but that was i think that's the only time i've done the bar at the, yeah, i don't know if i ever have bar. i don't think i've ever done the bar. i bought many books in the bookshop but um coffee table books so you can see like what you want to model your christmas gifts on yeah no it's not in frame but my entire bookshelf back there is arc light books <laughs> But um, I've never been to the bar, I don't think. Yeah, me either. I think but I just the coffee like... shop. It's the only coffee shop in LA I'll go to. <laughs> yeah, that's in the your morning favorite. when I need coffee. I'm no. like, let me drive 30 minutes. Well, they have the best cold park. brew, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I go work out that 24-hour fitness. And I go downstairs, get that coffee, get that cold brew, pump it through my veins. Then I go to Amoeba. And then I go to the veggie grill over there. And I get some sushi. And then I go get a shake. And I do a smoothie in a movie, like that little shake place uh, advertises all the time. Oh. You know that like fitness place, you know the one I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I think I know. Like Body Factory? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, it's like right yeah. next to the parking lot, the parking garage. Yeah. yeah. What I, you know what I will say for the Arclight? I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, if Arclights were more frequently in malls, I bet I would go, regardless of the price, more because I think I just, I do like seeing a movie at, at the mall because it becomes more of like a, a day, you know, it's like you have something to do yeah. after or before, as opposed to that. It just feels like so purposeful. Like I'm here, I'm parking in the parking garage uh, yeah. by, behind Amoeba and I, there's nothing else here that interests me really. I can't really wander after this. And, and so I think, I think like if I maybe was living closer to the Pasadena location, I probably would have gone more often because I did like hmm. my experience there. But yeah. just that that dang price tag just got me every yeah. time. It sucks. Like, I, I don't like just getting out of a movie and then immediately like getting in a car. Yeah, and we're all getting away. in our cars and leaving now. Yeah. That's why That's I would fun. go to the veggie grill and just like try to make friends. I'd go to people's tables <laughs> just, and be like, just hey, sort of decompress. Do you need a friend? <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. I know what you're saying. I will say too, as far as price goes, you do wish, and maybe they wish now too, that there would have been an equivalent to an AMC A-list or a movie pass yeah. to the Arclight. If Arclight had said, you know what, for like, I bet they could have gone away with something as much as like 50 bucks a month. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Because it still would have been like it. a great deal. They have a membership thing, but what does it get you? The Nothing? membership gets you like a coupon every two years for like $5 off your popcorn. Like it's cool. nothing. It doesn't actually. <laughs> and I think it waives the fee when you buy your tickets online mm. on the website. But otherwise, yeah, the it doesn't like get you anything else. thing was really like that was the step everything was moving in and they just refused. But it's like. That's why I I never went to AMC. Even with Movie Pass, I went to like Pacific and the Vista and the Three. Mm -hmm. But once A list, once Stubbs came out, A list Stubbs, Stubbs A list. I was like, <laughs> only AMC. I mm -hmm. became like an AMC girl, and it's like, which sucks because I think technically AMC in in a technical sense is the worst <laughs> chain. Like they do not change out the projector bulbs enough. Mm. It's a crapshoot whether you're going to have like a screen that's dim or not because of yeah, that. Yeah, that, that is true. The sound is usually too low. It's really 
if you buy tickets for the Dolby, you'll probably be fine. But everywhere else, it's like, this But that's the beautiful thing about A-List. Dolby doesn't cost any extra. But doesn't mm. it suck that there's only one theater screen you can count on? <laughs> I feel like most of the ones in the 16 are okay. The 8 is bad news. Those are some dark, the eight's dark in a, screens. The 8's a wasteland. We don't need to talk <laughs> about the I was trying to read today about like what... what because, you know, everyone's got their idea of like, will the arc light come back and what will it look like? Mm-hmm. And I, I read um, that they think that the most likely chain to take over is Cinemark. How do we feel? Hmm. Cinemark is like regal? Or is that um, a different think, thing? Yeah, I, I don't think I know much about a Cinemark. A different thing. Because I, I they said that AMC actually was like, AMC and regal are sort of not doing as well as Cinemark are or Cinemark is. So they think that Cinemark might, might be a contender. I mean, obviously the Hollywood one might have something different going on. Uh, Cause it's sort of more, it's got its own thing. The Hollywood but, one, it feels likely that they'll, it'll get bought out by tech like Amazon or Netflix. Like what if they, so? they, they redesigned mm. the dome, but it's Jeff Bezos's head and it's the Bezos dome. <laughs> And you get to like see when they made it the minion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just earlier today, I saw someone post an old, an old picture on Twitter from when they made the dome um, Totoro. That's the right. Premiere. I remember that's when they did the Godzilla cute. busting out of the dome. How fun was that? Yeah, that's I mean, just that's fun. a good time. I'm yeah. gonna buy it and I'm gonna live in it. <laughs> I know that was that was what was so funny on Twitter is like all these millionaires <laughs> mourning the loss of like because the back rent was like two point six mil for for COVID nineteen like that's what they owed for the Hollywood location it's like and Ryan Johnson's like I'll miss you our clients like bro you just scored a hundred mil for the next two knives out this is chump change. Your your <laughs> wife has a Patreon for her podcast. I, just, I wish there was something change. we could do. I just <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Like all these like filmmakers could just like fucking Quentin Tarantino buy that shit. Like fully. Uh, if like, every celebrity gave five percent of their next salary, <laughs> they could buy a hundred archives <laughs> forever and be, yeah, pay like, the rent one forever. Of these film nerd directors like should just fucking buy it. Like they're just making us sweat it. It's going to happen soon. Yeah, I, do you I'm, think it's like public negotiation to some degree? It's like yeah, make everyone I, love yeah. the brand and mourn it and then come back. Cause, cause Alamo draft house cynically went bankrupt too during the pandemic yeah. mm. and they consolidated and they're shutting down a few locations. Cause they have more than Arclight does. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is that where it's like, let's have everyone say how great, this place is and because there's no way that Hollywood one is actually going to be like demolished or become something that's not a movie theater. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Well, and that's the other thing too, with all these structures, like the Sherman Oaks one at the Sherman Oaks Galleria, where the one one and the four Oh five meet. Yeah. It can't be anything other than a movie theater. <laughs> like you can't yeah, yeah. put enough stuff in there to fill the space for well, non-movie that, purposes. That mall, I mean, obviously we know in its heyday, an incredible mall, but now the Arclight is one of the main things it has. So they really need to figure something out. <laughs> Fully, I know. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's like, um, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a movie there. I don't think so. I remember seeing Black Swan there with a friend oh. of mine who was not out at the time. And then after Black Swan, she came out like a year later. 
This is the second week in a row that Black Swan has come up on the podcast. <laughs> Interesting. Last week, last week we did Mac, and I read that um, the makeup store that that Natalie Portman's makeup was primarily from yeah. Mac. <laughs> That's I mean, a movie I watched over quarantine. Black Swan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Good. Bad. No, it was good. <laughs> I do remember the first time I saw it. I like did have to look up like. What did what did this mean? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I bet I would like it more now. I think as a twenty year old child, I was like, eh, I think it's okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember really. I think I feel like I didn't dislike it, but I probably also didn't really get a lot of what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fine. I'm not yeah. like, oh shit, I can't believe I like slept on this. This is my favorite movie. It's like it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um. All right. Do we have any other thoughts on ArcLight before? Actually, before we I close? have one. I have one embarrassing ArcLight story. Please. Is it date okay. related? No, but it's um. I'm not, okay. So there was this one movie <laughs> when I was either 17 or 18. It was senior year of high school, and there was this like director that I like like a new director that I was like friendly with on Twitter. And so Wait, can he we, like, can we name names? I, this is like an embarrassing story. So no, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was like a movie with teens in it. And so he invited me to like a feedback early, you know, screening. <laughs> so to get like, and he was like, no teens have seen it. I want like a teen's opinion. Okay. We're so going to put the pieces of this together. Later. No, God. no. Okay, it's not what you think it is. Okay. This is all lead up. This is probably unnecessary lead up, but I know this sounds like it's going bad, but no, I went to the screening, whatever we were friendly. And so then once it was like out in theaters, um, we were like messaging and he was like, Oh yeah, we're doing like a Q and a like screening at the arc light. Like here's a ticket for you and your friend, like come say hi or whatever. And the kid who was in it, who was like my age, who's now quite famous at the time. So he was in this movie. So he was at this thing. And then afterwards I was my friend outside. We were going to go somewhere else. And um, this kid was outside and I was like, you know what? I'm going to shoot my shot a little bit. (laughs) And this was not like an attractive time for me. I had bad bangs. My hair was too long. I was wearing a dress from fucking Mosimo or whatever. What year was this? This, oh, this was at the arc. <laughs> this was at the arc light. No, what but what year? year? What year was this? Um, I guess it would have been 2012 or 13. Okay, 2012. Okay. Gotcha. Um, the year and, we met. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I your bangs and your hair were cute. It were different, no. but you looked fine. Yeah, you know. I remember thinking okay. that girl looks fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing you at Unurban and being so, like, yeah, fine. <laughs> An eventful year for me. Unurban, uh, an incredible open mic in Santa unurban, Monica. <laughs> um, met Kevin. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so then I went up. He was standing just like on his phone by a light pole over by the parking lot. And I was like, hey, no, that was that was like great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I was like the director, like we, blah, 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 blah. And I was like fucking like fl- trying to flirt. And then he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, how old are you? And I was like. I was like 17 or 18 or whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, me too. I thought you were older. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, so this is a common thread for you then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, you're so no. mature. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> 
Everyone thinks I'm 15. Um, <laughs> well, I thought you were not 15 for a good stretch there. <laughs> if we want to talk about that on mic. <laughs> or we can I continue said, with this anecdote. No, you know what? When Kevin and I, he invited me to a, to a show. We were just friends. But for some reason, I said I was 23. <laughs> she said she was 23. And then she downgraded it twice. She said, oh, I'm actually 20. And then she said, I'm actually 17. I think something happened where one of the shows we were at, someone had a joke about, I think it was Jonah Ray actually, had a joke about people born in 95. And I think that I said something about like, like to you after about like being born in 95. And then I started doing the math. I was like, hit (laughs) Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I think I even like made up that I was like a community college or some shit. I don't remember. Man, what is that? I got scammed. Late. I was rushing hard. from from LACC from Glendale Community College. Um, <laughs> wait, so wait, so the story is just he thought you were older. Oh no! But then, I mean, the story is just that I tried to flirt and got shut down. You know what would make oh. this story like, even more like, interesting? Okay. Anything? The names of those involved. Specifics. (laughs) I know. I feel like someone's going to assess based on the year in the comments. 2013, a director that follows Emily on Twitter. Like nothing crazy happened. It was just so embarrassing Mm -hmm. looking back that I tried to flirt with like this like hot young actor who's now very famous. Will you tell us off mic for real? Yeah. Okay. But also, Emily, I just want to say... This isn't that embarrassing. I know. <laughs> it sounds this like was pretty typical. You were you were legitimately invited to a like relatively exclusive kind of thing. Like a director invited you. It wasn't like it was compl- people go up. If you saw the actor from the movie you just saw, even if you mm-hmm. weren't specially invited, mm-hmm. you might say hi. And you were, it was age appropriate, and it's not embarrassing. And I yeah. think I guess I, I guess okay. maybe I, I think the only reason I did it is because I was like, this is age appropriate, so I should give it a yes. shot. Yeah, you're like, this is a rare moment for me, and I <laughs> just need. <laughs> All right, um, Kevin, do you have any other arc light thoughts that we haven't got to before we answer a question? Um, Daddy Bezos, we love you. Please buy ArcLight Hollywood. Call it the Bezos Dome. Just keep the popcorn the same. All right. That's our plea. Um, (laughs) All right. We're going to answer a question um, from a listener from a mall mouse. From a mall mouse. This will be one where we speculate wildly. Okay. So Katie Kins on Instagram (laughs) asked, what do you think from COVID will be made a permanent change at malls? Anything jumping to mind for you, Kevin? Uh, they won't let me kiss the cashier anymore <laughs> when they check me out. Because usually, because, you know, 2018, 2019, I kind of got into this rhythm of like, yeah, yeah, found everything great. Thank you so much. And then they'd give me my receipt and I'd just lean in for a little... <laughs> and usually it was great like it was a nice time sometimes they yeah. didn't go well but most of the time it was really nice and That's i think over. now yeah. everyone's gonna get a little sensitive about that unfortunately now you yeah. have to just like kiss their hand like they're like they're a princess. i know which it's like what is this i'm not royalty what are we doing this is so what if you just... kiss through masks wow okay Interesting. now we're is that talking. safe is that covid safe i don't know <laughs> kissing through masks have, have yeah. any of us done anything like kissing through masks 
Because maybe I, I mean, have, I, and I'll talk I about did it as my... I did as a joke. I've done it because like I literally the the other night. forgot I was wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and then you laugh. You go, this is funny. We're wearing masks. Or if masks. you fall asleep w- with a mask on next to someone. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to y'all. but I don't think that's happened not to happen. me. <laughs> New Year's Eve got a little wild this year, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've know. definitely like seen couples out and about like making out with a mask on. I have not Strange. seen that. Strange. I maybe it was just one couple that's seared into my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just mouths just like moving under the like being um, like um, we want to make out but like we don't want to be disrespectful to those around us. <laughs> I think I think what what might change cuz the question was permanently change? Yeah, what do mm-hmm. we think is going to be a lasting effect? I think the lasting effect will be the hygiene theater stuff that like mm-hmm. is very easy to perform and does very little to mitigate yeah. anything like you're yeah. gonna Wiping see a lot down. of like okay we sanitize the touchpad for your credit card you're gonna see that extend i bet for years after yeah this. i feel like the hand sanitizer for sure is gonna stay mm-hmm. yeah because that's so. cheap and easy what one thing i've been wondering about is do we think that samples will ever come back in the food court i do oh. yeah i think you so. do yeah, okay at a certain I point i do but i think it's gonna be a while just because I think it's going to be a while before we're allowed to walk around indoors with a mask off. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I, I, w- when, I didn't go by any chance, Emily, when you were at the Galleria, mm-hmm. did you venture into the food court at all? Like people I are eating didn't. in there, right? Oh, I, I didn't look. I, mean, I, I was guess like, actually, I guess indoor dining is back at limited capacity. So yeah, yeah, I guess so. Cause I actually, I had considered buying a donut from Dunkin' To celebrate okay. Benifer being back, and um, oh thank God! Oh, but then I was like, it. I was like, but I want to walk and eat it. Like, right? I was very deterred from getting any snacks yeah. inside the Galleria because mm-hmm. I was like, am I going to take this outside? Like, I don't know. But I wonder. Yeah, I just because certain places like you know, like Seas Candies started doing this individually wrapped sample. Like it, it became like people adapted. But I just I cannot picture a plate of teriyaki chicken with toothpicks in it, it coming back. I don't uh, yeah, know. Like I think so. Just I think like in our out. lifetimes it will. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Because I do feel like that is a crucial experience of the mall. Well, yeah. I mean, in, you know, there's these kind of places in malls, but ice cream, getting ice cream now is such a drag because you're just rolling the dice every yeah. time because you can't <laughs> say, can I have a sample of... Right, Whatever, that's pistachio, true. blah blah blah. Ogreland has been tough, and I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, Menchie's Menchie's has been going through it right now for sure. <laughs> that's Pink I berry. I thought of that when I was in I I was like at an ice cream place for the first time in forever recently, and I was like, well, I want to try the Earl Grey, but I can't. Yeah, I guess I'll just get chocolate. What was the What was the ice try. cream place? Um, Van Leeuwen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. I like, I, like I like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good, a good dairy free. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the the samples thing was the thing that immediately came to mind for me. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I wonder if like, like at what point at the Americana are they gonna they're gonna wash off the weird social distance circles on they the lawn? Did. They did, or I don't. They didn't wash off, but they replanted the grass for spring. So it's okay. like, will That's they so paint funny. the circles on the new grass or not? I just wonder. I, is part the question of me that like 
Part of me thinks nothing's going to be a permanent change. I just like, I have to imagine at least like down the line, a lot of stuff is going to be back to how it was. Yeah. That's kind of I my view think, too. Yeah. Potentially the sort of altered in and out entrances that some some stores have implemented where it's yeah. like out here in but it would it would only be because they were like oh we can use this to like try to prevent shoplifting or whatever by keeping better track of people that's the only reason i think they would I, keep that i also wonder if they'll keep the like stickers on the floor for distanced uh waiting in line I would appreciate hmm. that as someone who's had too many people creep up behind me in line i, I feel like it's nice. like it wouldn't. I. I don't think I've missed having people right near me. You know. I think. No. I think. I. And at least at a certain point, I won't be as anxious about someone being near me if they're not on their dot. But I like the idea of the dots having their place. It's rare that you have a meet cute in line at H and M with a guy who's two <laughs> inches from you. In line. <laughs> I also think happen. something that will be a lasting effect for a while is there's a lot of just like empty spots right now that are not being refilled. I mean, what is the forever 21 going to become at That's the Americana? True. Yeah. The new it's still nothing. I need all the dressing rooms to open up again. Also the forever 21, by the way, I forgot to say when I was at the Americana this week, there was just like a weird, like, like there was like some type of leak where there was just water coming out of the Forever 21 <laughs> and like a bunch of cones set up. Nasty. <laughs> and I was like, this is so what would be happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what will be permanent. But yeah, I think I think there's going to be more like cleaning. Yeah, I think that feels true. Yeah, I guess I don't mind the hand sanitizer like just. There have been some instances where I'm like, oh, I'm about to eat a snack and I don't feel like going all the way to the bath. Like, yeah, but there's hand sanitizer. So I guess I'll use that. It's nice. Yeah. I don't mind it. But um, well, yeah, I, I also kind of don't think there will be anything permanent, really. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the timeline of when things come back. Because all this but shit costs money and they don't want to spend money. It's true. Um, anyways, Katie, thank you for that question. Thank you, Katie. And Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on Wait, this episode of Mall Talk. can I say something Mall real Talk. quick? Yes. I'm worried people are going to be mad at me because they think I was trying to um, legally entrap Kevin um, with my lies. <laughs> and that wasn't the case. It we did feel like a honeypot. What do they call it? What do they call these sting operations? <laughs> <laughs> And um, I just want everyone to know that that was not that was not what I was doing. I'm not a bad person. No, no. I'm not a bad person. <laughs> Emily was not involved on to catch a predator. <laughs> I um, think I was, what, I was like 22 at the time. I was a child as well. So you know, just children with children. But, All right. Uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you, but thank you for coming on our podcast. Yes, thank hey, you. I'm glad finally we finally buried the hatches. We put the beef aside. And now the healing can truly begin. Kevin, do you have anything you, you'd like to promote on, on this podcast? Uh, onlyfans.com slash Kevin T. Porter. You can find some. Well, I think it's art. You can find some of my art there. And you can listen to the Good Christian Fun podcast wherever you get podcasts. And uh, follow me at Kevin T. Porter, whatever. Maybe I'll tweet about Ellen again. We'll see. <laughs> follow to find out and yeah, um, as always follow us on instagram join the patreon the patreon's getting juicy man as we go <laughs> oh, back yeah. to the mall there's some content we, happening we actually have some stuff 
to talk about for once. <laughs> I mean, come on, just join. Um, you'd be official mall mouse. Uh, email us if you or if if you um you can always you can also DM us on Instagram if you have a question. Yeah. Whatever's your preferred we method. Love but we love questions. And we'll meet next week in the factory where they make the um, popcorn milk. Okay. Ew. <laughs> Get Unfortunately, your milkers with Emily and Paige <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right. See you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.